Mommy! Hey, hey, mamas. Welcome back to another episode of the Working Mama podcast. I am your host, Jen Messer, a full-time working mama with a crazy two-and-a-half-year-old boy named Ryder and over a decade of experience in the staffing and career coaching industry. So I am super excited you are here today because we're talking about something that I think is super important but also can be very confusing when it comes to searching for a job or looking to change roles within your company. Uh, And that is the job description. And I really want to focus on why you don't have to be a 100% match to go for that job that you are reading online, that you're reading on LinkedIn, whatever the case may be. Uh, And I'll give you some insights into my experience over the years and in working with different folks from the the candidate side, from internal recruiting and HR teams to direct hiring managers themselves. So in my day-to-day life, um, I wanted to share something that, you know, I use very heavily, which is LinkedIn. And I watch and read a lot of their articles and posts on there. And they did have a gender insights report that they published. So of course, me being a female and a hardcore advocate for creating successful women in the workplace, I clicked on it. And there were some stats in there that I I honestly wasn't that shocked on. Um, I think it's a little sad because I want to see us do better and improve these stats, but I I can see it. I can relate to it and I understand it and I want to help us do better by these stats. So I'll just spout out a couple of these for you, but it said that women are 16% less likely to apply to a job than a man. Uh, We also apply to 20% fewer roles. And we are 26% less likely to ask for a referral into that role. But what I found really interesting about that Gender Insights report from LinkedIn is that we are, as women, 16% more likely to get a job than a man that we apply for and 18% more likely to get a senior role. So... When I was reading these stats, it related back to an article that the Harvard Business Review published several years ago that really stuck with me. And it kind of goes along with the title of this podcast is that women tend to only apply to jobs that are a 100% match for their skills versus men who are willing to apply to, I think it was like 60 or 70% match positions. And I think we're doing ourselves a little bit of a disservice by only going after a 100% match because honestly, if we already know how to do the job, we're not growing. So if you're looking to stay where you're at, great. That's totally fine. But if you're looking for more of a challenge, if you're looking to make more money for your family and be financially successful and secure and build, you know, wealth and have a retirement plan, you're probably looking to take a step up. And the only way that we can do that is by stretching ourselves and by growing. And you're probably not going to be a 100% match for that job that's going to stretch you to that next level. Based upon the stats, though, that I mentioned, my, my question becomes, 
are we as women just being selective about what we're applying for? Are we truly just not believing in ourselves? Or are the job descriptions just freaking confusing? Because when I look back at just regular job postings or job descriptions that managers will send over, I'd say it's really probably all of the above. But when we're breaking it down and looking at just the job description, that's really what I want to give you some tips and strategies for kind of sifting through and filtering through the fluff that might be in there and really seeing if it is something that you want to apply for and go for. So that way we can at least increase your chances of an interview and getting a role. And you know what? If you end up not liking it, totally fine. You can always pull yourself from the process, politely decline the position, but at least you've tried and you've probably learned and gained some really awesome experience by going through that exercise. Um, so to kind of get into a little bit of you know my take on all this, I, I have worked with a variety of companies of all sizes over the years, um, Fortune 100 companies to startups, mid-sized companies, you name it, and across a variety of industries healthcare, telecom, technology, uh, food and beverage. And I've helped these companies really staff up teams and identify talent. And in working with these teams and these companies, one of the things that I've quickly learned is that most job descriptions are not completely accurate. <laughs> so I like to relate it back to the wish list. I would say a lot of times job descriptions become a wish list of what that manager or that team wants exactly. So you'll oftentimes in the, the staffing and recruiting world refer to these types of candidates are as purple squirrels or unicorns. And really that's just what it is. You know, they're probably that unrealistic find, that one in a million that everyone hits all 100% of the things needed on that job description. So it's a wish list. Everything under the sun goes on there. If they hit all of these things, then 100%, I'm hiring them in a heartbeat. The other thing that I've noticed on these job descriptions is that they're either old or they're outdated, or <laughs> in some cases, they've just continued to add to them over the years without removing information. So they've just become these super long, drawn-out job descriptions of things that may not even be relevant to the position or the project anymore. And one of the things that I always tell candidates or people in the job market is that what managers and companies really want can be greatly different than what's written on that job description. They may be, may be flexible on a requirement, especially if you bring another skill to the table or they see a lot of potential in you. I'm not saying that every single job description is wrong. And I will admit that some companies are fantastic about keeping their job descriptions updated and putting on there exactly what they need, what their requirements are, what their nice-to-haves are, um, explaining what the company culture is and what the benefits are. But really what I want to share with you are some of the tips and strategies to filter through these job descriptions and put you in the best position possible so that way you can score the job that you want 
or the job that stretches you to where you want to go in your career. So most of the time when you're reading a job description, the first couple bullet points are going to be what is in fact most important to the job, to the manager, to the team. So I want you to think about when you're reading those first few bullet points, how do your skills relate to that? Do you meet those requirements? If so, highlight that on your resume and pull that up to the top of your resume so it is relevant and they see it and it draws their eye to that when they are reviewing your resume or your application. If you don't have exactly what's in those first few bullet points, well, that's okay too. Do you have transferable skills that are relatable to that? Make sure you highlight that. And then also kind of going back on the job description is really just a wish list. Most of the time, managers are going to be happy with a 50 to 70% match. So go ahead and apply for that job, even if you're not a 100% match. If you're just a 50% match, if you're a 60% match, if you're an 80% match, apply for the job. Because I will tell you nine times out of 10, probably 9.5 times out of 10, actually, people are hitting that 50 to 70% match. And then managers are willing to upskill or train or set you up with a mentor to get you up to speed to where you need to be for that position. Another thing that you can do is when you are submitting your application, acknowledge any shortcomings that you feel like you do have, but in a positive way. Knowing that you don't meet all of the requirements, the key is to showcase that you bring value to the table in another way so you're not really missing that thing. Or if you are willing to take steps that fulfill a specific need, maybe it's getting a certification or taking a training or whatever the case may be, you can draft a cover letter or put an email together and send that to whoever it is that you're working with on that position, whether it's a recruiter, HR, or maybe you're communicating with the manager directly. But I think that's especially important when you are trying to switch industries as well. So how do your skills and experience correlate to that industry? How can you position yourself to show that you do bring value to the table even if you don't have experience working in that specific category or that specific industry. And I think with what we are experiencing right now in the marketplace with the great resignation and the great reshuffle, and honestly, the lack of resources out there to fulfill the positions that are open, there's a huge opportunity for you to really capitalize that. And I think a way that you can help position yourself in a good light is really to build a relationship with a recruiter who's working directly with that client or that hiring manager who can give you more information on determining if, in fact, this role is a fit for you and how to talk about your skills in a way that translates and resonates with the manager for the position in the company. But remember, it's still a two-way street. So this is 
this is me giving you insights specifically on the job description to how to get through, filter through that fluff and decide if it is going to be right for you. But I will say that you won't know anything if you don't at least try and throw your hat in the ring. So go ahead and apply for that job, mama. (laughs) The worst thing that can happen is that they say no, or better yet, you say no through your own discovery process. I mean, when it comes to your success, don't hold back because of some words written on a job description. You have a lot of skills and you have a lot of value, and the only way to grow is to reach outside of your comfort zone. The biggest disservice we can do to ourselves is to not even try, and I don't want you to not try because of some words written on paper or online since, let's face it, everything's virtual these days. All right, that's all for today, mamas. I hope you found this episode helpful and make sure to share it with another mama or a female friend you know who might be looking to make a move in their career. I'm definitely planning on doing more episodes in the future to help you with interviewing, setting boundaries at work and in your personal life. So be sure to stay tuned and I'm sending you so much love and appreciation for being here. I hope you have a fantastic week.